Hello and welcome to Behind the Scoop, the podcast from Scoop Empire. It is Tuesday, the 5th of April. Hope you've been enjoying the first few days of Ramadan. And I've been chilling a little bit, actually. I've been watching some movies. I watched Knives Out with Daniel Craig, which I hadn't seen before. Very good. I watched Bridge of Spies, which I had seen, but I love that film. And I thought, you know, right now it seems the right time to watch it again. It's Tom Hanks. It's a Spielberg movie. It's about the Cold War. Uh, it's about the West against the Soviet Union uh, in the 50s when Russia has started to expand its territory uh, into Europe and claim more land for itself. And there was suspicion between the two sides and there was a war on and uh, absolutely nothing like today. It was, it, was, it was such a blast from the history. It really was. Now... Uh, coming up on the podcast today, I'm going to be speaking to Chris Khalifa. He is the founder and CEO of Zuba. Zuba is a restaurant chain that has expanded itself from Egypt to the world, even has premises in New York, uh, which we'll be talking about. He's actually in New York, so we'll be talking to him uh, in the Big Apple. But first, uh, before we get to Chris, uh, let's have a look what's going on in our region. Let's start with Lebanon, because on Saturday, a magazine called The Mountains Magazine, no prizes for guessing what that is about, I actually printed pictures of mountains in different seasons, and they were talking about the fact uh, that it has just been snowing and they had unseasonally late snow uh, in Lebanon. Also, there was something in Alexandria, I think. About a week ago, we had Mohammed Kamal from Greenish, the environmentalist people, because it was so cold. And, you know, there'd been snow as well in Jordan too. And now, a week later, here we are, and it's up to 40 degrees today. Here in Cairo, crazy, crazy weather, but some beautiful pictures in the Mountains magazine. And in Egypt, the Giza pyramids have played host to a very special president, a president of a company, the Microsoft Corporation. Uh, he and his family, now the president of Microsoft is a man called Brad Smith. It's not, uh, what's his chops? Bill Gates. He left the company ages ago, didn't he? But no, uh, Brad Smith. And could you get a more American name? Hey, Brad. Uh, yeah, he was servicing the pyramids with his family and uh, was showing around and stuff. There's some lovely pictures of them. It is the big weekend for Formula One coming up this weekend, the big Formula One weekend in Abu Dhabi. And uh, afterwards, there is going to be a load of concerts and Swedish House Mafia have been asked to be headlining. So do enjoy that if you're going to be going. And Bella Hadid has announced that she is going to be in season three of the series Rami. And you can find out more about that on scoopempire.com. A whole article about that. Bella Hadid making her acting debut. But in just a few moments, I'm going to be speaking to the man behind Zuba. He is the founder and CEO. We'll be talking to him live from New York. Chris Khalifa is going to be with me in just a few moments. It is Behind the Scoop with Mark. If you've ever worried about your mental health or worried that somebody you know might be suffering from bipolar, we were speaking to Egyptian psychologist Tamara Cassis yesterday on the podcast. Uh, check that out. Lots of stuff about mental health, about anxiety, and also about bipolar as well on yesterday's podcast. Check it out. Today, though, I am speaking to Chris Khalifa. He is the founder and CEO of Zuba. Zuba is an Egyptian street food in a gourmet fashion concept uh, that has been sweeping not only Egypt, uh, the Middle East, but also further afield as well. And Chris joins me from New York. Hello, Chris. Hi, thank you so much for having me. 
Well, thank you for joining us. How is New York on this uh, fine spring morning? Um, lovely today, actually. It's pretty sunny for a change, so hopefully the beginning of a more enjoyable season here. That is nice. And so you're from uh, Zuba, and you were the founder, you're the CEO. And where exactly did it start? Um, so it started 10 years ago in Zemelik, the location on the 26th of July Street in Zemelik. That was our first location that we opened on March 31st, 2012. Okay, so you got an anniversary coming up. I uh, just passed. We, four oh, days ago. yeah. <laughs> I th- I'm thinking we're still in March here, Chris. <laughs> Uh, and how did you celebrate? Um, we, how did I celebrate? Uh, I'm not sure. We went out to dinner with the family. That was pretty much the celebration here. Yeah. Where did you go out for dinner, Chris? Where did we go for dinner? <laughs> You're supposed to say Zuba. Oh, no, no. That's that's work. That's not a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> so t- tell me the uh, the ethos behind it, because it is street food, but it's it's sort of bougie street food, right? So it's it's a it's a it started as being um, street food. It's evolved a bit on the menu today. So the menu today represents a lot of Egyptian food that's both street and home cooked food. So we now are serving things like Mulukheya and Bamiya Tawagin, etc. Where traditionally we had started with our full Tameh Koshari. Um, and the idea from the start was to introduce a contemporary take on Egyptian street food at the time, like I was saying, and now Egyptian food, and do it with the best quality ingredients, with innovations on recipes, and kind of challenging that uh, rule that Egyptian food, and specifically Egyptian street food, by definition, had to be cheap with the lowest quality ingredients. Although it was always delicious, right? We didn't make it delicious by any means. It was delicious as yeah. way before Zuba existed. Um, but that that was kind of the premise of it. And I think uh, the, the notion of expensive uh, has obviously been a, you know, it's been a topic that we don't hear as much of today because I think everything else in Egypt has gotten so much more expensive. But we're definitely a more expensive proposition to what you would buy full tamea kosheri at in your street carts, um, but still an average check that's cheaper than McDonald's. So it's an interesting space there um, where uh, on, a, on a more contemporary level, we're not very expensive at all. Um, kind of an average ticket of about 60 pounds per person. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I say expensive, but it's expensive compared to a streetcar, I mean, obviously. And I, I love Zuba. I'm, I'm, you know, unapologetically a fan um, of your products and your food and everything. And I love streetcars, but also I love what you provide as well. What was that? You say you don't hear it as much now. Was there a bit of resistance at first to, to doing a street food in a, a more gourmet fashion? I don't know if I'd call it resistance, but definitely it was, I'd say, culturally disruptive, right? So we we took traditional foods that people had really, at the time, I remember, I think it was a pound 25 for a food sandwich or something of the sorts. That, that number has changed over the last 10 years dramatically. And we were serving it for maybe four pounds, right? Um, no one had ever really tried to do that before. If you weren't eating full or tamea or kosheri in a hotel lobby, lobby, for example, at the Four Seasons or something. And I think the the response was, as you would hope for any new any new concept that you do, you want people to either love it or hate it. Um, I mean, hate is a very strong word, but to have strong opinions either this way or that way, right? That's how you create a very loyal fan base. Yeah. And I think customers and uh, continue to be supporters of us loved it from the start. Anyone who's listening right now who is fasting, we apologize for all our food chat, right? <laughs> Sorry, but it's something you can look forward to later. Uh, I love your rose lemon, by the way. Just want to say that. Uh, I always like to have some rose lemon at the end, some rice pudding. I, I don't eat dairy, funnily enough, so I've never tasted our uh, our rosa blavan, but um, apparently really? 
break it. So, yeah, yeah it's, 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 for it. it's very good. Now, you expanded. Uh, so, you, you, so, as a manic and Cairo, uh, where was next for Zuba after that? So, our, our vision for this from the start was that we wanted to introduce Egyptian food to the world, right? Kind of ridiculous when you think about it that when we opened a contemporary Egyptian concept in Egypt 10 years ago, that that was novel. I mean, it's a bit crazy. Every other restaurant in Egypt should be Egyptian, you know? So that kind of set the premise there. And we thought a lot about where to go. And we made a decision that we wanted to take that bold step and really try this in the food capital of the world. And we went to New York um, and opened our first location. I'm summarizing a lot of hard work in the middle there, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a, there was a bit in between. <laughs> yeah, a bit in between. And um in New York City, in Manhattan. So how long ago did you open in New York? We opened September 2019. Is that long ago? Is that the bloody pandemic in the middle has made me completely lose track of time because I remember you opening, but it seems like five minutes ago. To you, maybe. It, it seems like... <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, New York went through a very hard time uh, and a very big lockdown. Um, but you had a, a few months, I guess, before that happened what was the launch period like the, the launch was quite amazing i mean the response and the outpour of just support when we opened mostly by egyptian diaspora all over new york and even just people supporting online uh, was kind of incredible we couldn't have imagined um yeah such a such a response it, it felt like we were carrying the egyptian flag down the streets of new york city um, and well, it, was, it felt a bit like that from from this end as well. It was like, oh yeah, you know, people were really, really behind it. It was incredible. Openings are tough, and openings when they're busy are very tough because in a place like New York, you're opening with an entire new team. You're opening with you know staff that have not done this for a long time. It's not like opening a new branch in Egypt today, where we get staff from other branches who know us inside out. So we had every type of operational mix up. We ran out of food halfway through the day. We had to close the branch for two hours and reopen it because we were literally out of food. And I remember spending half of the first weekend apologizing to customers. And everyone looked at me like I was crazy, like, oh, we're here to support. It's fine. We don't care if we wait 45 minutes. You know, it was, it was quite heartwarming. And we got quite amazing reviews. Uh, it felt so far away before moving to New York when we were just in Cairo. So one week before the pandemic, we were listed on Bon Appetit's top 100 restaurants in New York City. So New York was hit very badly very early on and went into a very severe lockdown. So that must have been the end of things for uh, Zuba for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, New York plus, I mean, Egypt as well, obviously got hit. It was... Um, so new, but not to the same extent for sure. But we went to zero revenues across the board. Uh, middle of March, we we made a decision to close all of our branches, both in Egypt and in New York. Um, and New York has taken coming back two years. Did you still have to pay your rent every month? Yes, we did. Right, because I didn't know if if there was some kind of like rent holiday or some kind of help that you got for that. Um, well, it depends landlord to landlord. So we in, in our Egypt locations, we got a lot of support. To be honest, in the US, we didn't have that kind of relationship. Uh, but to be fair, we did get um, federal federal support. So there was the PPP loans, etc. Didn't definitely compensate for the drop, but it helped a little bit. So where are you now in the world then uh, with Zuba? I mean, you you've got New York, obviously. Uh, and you have uh, Cairo. Where else are you? We're in Riyadh as well. The second one just opened uh, a bit over a week ago. So brand new. And where is next for the business? Are there places that you'd like to open? Um, yes. I mean, we have, I'd say, ambitious plans for it over the next five years. We feel like we've been in this phase where we've been building the brand and 
learning uh, a lot over the last uh, decade. We are very big plans for Saudi. We think Saudi could have 25 to 35 Zubas easily. Um, we have wow. big plans for New York. We want to continue to open across uh, across New York. New York and the, in Manhattan and the surrounding boroughs could easily have 15 Zubas and you wouldn't even notice them. It's uh, very dense, <laughs> very dense. <laughs> um, Cairo, we is still, you know, our home and we are continuing to open locations there. We plan to open another three this year. Um, and we're looking at other cities. We're looking at the UAE, which, you know, Abu Dhabi and Dubai is a no-brainer. We just have to figure out when, but definitely in our plans right now. Um, and other cities around the U.S. as well in the next period, Toronto, Washington, D.C., Boston. Uh, you know, there's... Yeah. Did you just put Toronto in the US there? Yeah. <laughs> our, our Canadian listeners will be delighted with that. <laughs> North America. No, I'll yeah. Well, we wish you the best of luck with it, Chris. Um, uh, not that you probably need it. I, I know it's a difficult time um, with the pandemic and everything and post-pandemic, and it's a difficult time whenever in your particular business, isn't it? Um, but we wish you the best of luck and, and, and congratulations on the enormous success. Uh, thank you so much, and thank you for including me in this. Oh, no, you're welcome. But one thing, there's too much cilantro on the fries, okay? If you, if you could just do a little bit less, a little bit less cilantro, if you could. Uh, def- our, our cilantro friends will uh, protest, but... Uh, I <laughs> well, enjoy New York today and uh, good luck in Riyadh as well with the new place. And thank you very much for joining me, Chris. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you. Thank you to Chris for joining us from Zuba on the podcast today. And that's me done. Don't forget to rate us five stars if you please. And also you can subscribe. Tell all your friends as well so they can listen to this podcast. And I'll be back with another one tomorrow. Thank you for being here on Behind the Scoop. Behind the Scoop.